Hello and welcome to the 51st episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of lukewarm takes and mental breaks hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the Tommy to my Joel, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on Apple Podcasts. Please do it. Please. Begging you. No. No, it's fine. Or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at longlivepod. Uh, link trees there with other things you can follow us individually or you can just look at it and say it's a nice color because i chose a blue which was kind of like playstation blue which i thought was relevant uh but no big deal don't worry about it with that out of the way kale how are you going electric i feel like static electricity is coursing through my veins i feel fantastic i feel like i've ascended to a higher plane like a god like a golden god of electricity that's how i'm going how are you going so i wasn't listening what was up I feel good. <laughs> I feel why, good. Why are you feeling so good? Well, it's just all happening, you know what I mean? I'm just an adult. I'm making big adult decisions about my life. It's uh, it's fun. It's good, it's good you're fun. You're being very vague. You're being very wishy-washy. It's, you're being cagey, and I don't appreciate it. I don't like being put in a cage. We spoke about it, but I'm closing on a house deal, and it's... Do you know how exciting it is to get an email from a lawyer who refers to you as mister i feel like a fucking real <laughs> human being I, uh, uh, there's a point where i'm like it is exciting obviously because buying a house you know it's kind of a big deal it's kind of cool but isn't it t- also terrifying to see how much money you owe someone or some entity yes <laughs> yes yes <laughs> so I'm like, it is. yeah congratulations you're in the biggest debt you'll ever be in in your entire life huzzah yeah we'll see about that <laughs> now what are your thoughts on the imminently collapsing australian property market thoughts i think pretty good i mean i don't it's all numbers <laughs> that don't really make a lot of sense to me um now, where did you stand on the idea that our almost liberal government was going to let us dip into our retirement funds to buy a house? Where do you stand on that? Well, see, I'm pretty uninformed, but initially I was like, that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> see, my thoughts on it not being a good deal is kind of what my thoughts were is the overinflated Australian property market is, eh, look, people are expecting it to maybe drop a little bit or more than a little bit, but who knows? And then it seemed like that skeezy prime minister, Mr. Scott Morrison, was like, what we'll do is we'll let people dip into their retirement funds, buy houses they can't really afford off all my mates who have like seven investment properties. So they can sell big while the market's still inflated. Then all these people will have houses that after five years and the interest rate rises, they can't really afford anymore. They'll default on their loans and we will have like a small collapse of the, of the Australian property market just in time for the big wigs to get out with their money and all us mm. little folk getting crushed underneath the pressure of rising costs of living. Kale, how do you feel about that? It's certainly Machiavellian and eh, somewhat conspiratorial, I think. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, look, people have been talking about a housing market adjustment for a while, but whether it happens or not, it just keeps going up, you know. <laughs> but I thought that about my stocks and here we are. 20% down later. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> Are you familiar with the uh, slam the gate shut behind you mentality? Is that something you've ever heard of? Is it like when instead of just closing the gate gently, I slam it with force and it makes a noise? Maybe that's not the right term and I'm just totally butchering it. But this is sort of the concept people talk about politically where like, say like someone immigrates to a country, specifically America. This is an American example, but like someone immigrates to America they get in, they're like, yes, this is like such a great land of freedom and I can have this for myself. And they Land get of there. opportunity, I believe, is the, uh, the regular term. Well, well, the land of opportunity. But it's the idea that once they're in, they're like, well, shit, I'm getting all this good shit. I don't want anyone else coming in to get it. And so they become almost the most racist people because they're like, well, I got in and I don't want anyone else getting in. So I got to slam the, the door shut. <laughs> yeah, I got to. They think the, the more people that get in, the less there'll be for me. So, this is a long way of saying, I, I should have a house. So, this is all. I just want to have the house and then anything else. That's that's not for me to worry about anymore, dude. I think I I'm have in some, the clear. I have so many boring questions about your loan and stuff, but I, I'm going to save them for maybe off air because me asking you about your, uh, is it a fixed term interest rate or like what's the sitch there? But I don't really care and please don't tell me. Well, I do oh. care, but not for this podcast. It's fixed. <laughs> for how long? Can't remember. <laughs> I think, I think. Five years? Luckily, you have a wife that's more responsible than you are. Yeah, five seems to be the standard. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. but yeah. Brace, prepare yourself for that five-year mark because interest rate rises are brutal and will continue to be so in what's, the future. What's going to happen to me if I can't pay my loan back? 
uh, you will lose your house most likely and default on a loan, which is bad. Is it bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you default, it goes on your credit score for, I want to say, 10 years and you probably will never get a loan until that default is off your credit rating. The credit score is a very amorphous thing that I don't really understand. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I know more about credit in America than I do about Australia. And so I'm not really, I don't feel knowledgeable enough to say anything too much about it other than it sucks and I hate it. It's so funny, like, how much of the American brain rot just seeps into our culture. Like, yeah, is it a thing here that, like, if you check your credit score, it lowers your credit score? Is that just in America? I know I've seen it on TV that that's a thing. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's a thing here. Especially in America, they also have a thing where, let's say you have a credit card you got when you were 18 and you're now 35 years old. If you cancel that credit card, which is technically your longest line of credit... Yeah it will drastically affect your credit score negatively. Like That's so crazy real. to and me. There's, there's this weird concept where like, if I'm really good at paying off my stuff, so good in fact that I don't even need my credit anymore, that's a bad thing apparently. Yeah. So it, it seems like a system that is built around keeping me in debt. Or well, now we're getting conspiratorial again. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that. New world yeah, order. Baby. New world Oi, Nah, but seriously, I think that's enough of adult talk for the time <laughs> being. Let's be children for the next 45 minutes. What games are you playing, Kale? I mean, are we not going to talk about you? You got nothing for me? Oh, f- <laughs> nah. I love it. I love the flailing. <laughs> every, <It's>, every week. <laughs> I'm always ready to talk about you. I've, I've never been a big talk about myself person. People who know me closely know that I don't talk about myself too much. And yet uh, you like, talk you didn't so know much. I had a girlfriend. You didn't know I had a girlfriend until a month after I had a girlfriend. I will say we stumbled this. upon that. <laughs> I will say this. You referred to her as your girlfriend. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. You've never done that before. Mentioned it to my wife, which, and for you, Govinda, a wife is sort of like a leveled up version of a girlfriend. There's more. I actually perks. think a wife is a two levels up. You've got fiance, yeah, then wife. Yeah, yeah. There is the fiance. I think there's actually maybe a four levels. I think de facto. You've got to be living with them. You hit de facto status for a little bit, then fiance. Mm. Sometimes people mm. skip levels, obviously, which seemed crazy yeah. to me, but whatever. But she actually checked me and said that you actually referred to this woman as your girlfriend on the air a few episodes ago, which blew my I mind. I did do that when I was living there for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is true, actually. So I It did was a good you. catch. I was very impressed. It was a good catch. I'm actually really proud of her. Can you tell her I'm proud of her? Because she, you know what? For one, it means she's up to date and she's listening. So that is awesome. Uh, but two, it's active listening. So not only did she l- hear it in her ears, she ingested and retained the information, which is something you could learn a lot from. I think we could all learn a lot from that. The fact that she listened to the show and was attentive and had comments and concerns and you can all do better. You know who you, you are. You can all do better. Every one of you. <laughs> Every single one of you. I'm yet, I, I called it out at the end of the last episode, so I know retention probably isn't getting us to the end of the episode with most of you, which is a problem in it, of itself. Uh, but I do say someone should email me, and I'm yet to receive an email. Oh, that's like Long more live about play you. podcast at gmail.com. Long live play podcast at gmail.com. Front of the show. Come on, guys. Send me an email. I don't care what it is. Just a gif. A funny gif. <laughs> I believe you asked for pictures of butts. Yeah, I like believe that's butts, what you right? asked for. Uh, I feel like I'm going to get some real saggy butts. No saggy butts, sorry. Only good butts. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like I'm being like body shaming, and I am. I'm only good butts. I'm sorry. The good butt is highly subjective. Or like, I don't know, you can do funny butts. I'm, I'm down with funny butts. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about video games. <laughs> okay, see, this is why we don't talk about me, Kale. This is why we don't talk about me. Yeah, it gets, gets to a weird, lonely place. And I mean, we did just talk about fucking tax and loans and finance so yeah i realized that we started the show off very dry um we have yet to even mention that the bad people lost and the good people won the australian federal election we should talk about that because we did we did our whole little uh little politics update so we're not going to talk too much about it but the good people won and the bad people (laughs) lost this is the equivalent of trump losing in australia thoughts I no, nah, I disagree. <laughs> no, no, this is like George W. Bush getting voted out. Finally, you know, yeah, he didn't get voted out. He, was giving... just, he just had two terms and had to leave. <laughs> Donald Trump being elected was one of the craziest political like occurrences in decades. Like Malcolm Turn, well, fucking whatever our guy his name was, Scomo, <laughs> Scomo. There you go. They're all just the same, though, aren't they? They look the same. You know what's crazy is I found out like I don't know, a couple of days after the election, whatever, yesterday. I just saw that uh, Peter Dutton 
had been elected as the head of the Liberal Party, and I could not believe it. I was like, this guy looks like a pedophile, and Voldemort combined. He's certainly I don't Voldemort. understand it. Certainly Voldemort. He looks like a fucking undead dark wizard who is now, I, surviving by virtue of Horcruxes. <laughs> <laughs> Very possibly. He, like... He looks unkillable, honestly, unless I can follow a series of clues, each more deceptive than the last, to find all of his horcruxes and destroy them all. And I hope no one takes too much offense to this, but I don't trust anyone with zero hair on their head. Like, and I'm including Beard in that. He truly doesn't even seem to have eyebrows. And that's maybe, what I mean. Maybe that's a maybe that's a Jada Smith situation. I don't know, but it's it's something like that. <laughs> Jada? <laughs> Is Jada it Jada? Smith? Jada. Oh, well, look, you know this is not my <laughs> Yay, world. Yay, I get to correct you for <laughs> once. Yay. <laughs> I can't anyway, be the uh, king of video games if I know about that. I, I gave anyway, up I on just, that world. I just couldn't believe that they thought that ScoMo lost. So what we'll do is we'll put up Evil Incarnate in the form of Peter Dutton as an opposition leader, which blows my mind. That guy's straight up the devil. I think we've got several years of Labour leadership at this point. But I will say this. You're not wrong. Three, in fact. Albanese. Is it Albanese or Albanese? Albanese. This is how little I know about our current Anthony prime Albanese, minister. I, I don't think. know anything about him except like his political story. Like, you know, the, 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 the backstory they use and they bring up constantly. Like, I know that. That he was know- like raised by a single mom and like, yeah. they were kind of poor and government housing. Yeah, that's a big and one. Look, at, like you, to lean look on. at me now. Now I'm your prime minister. <laughs> now, I have to point out that he made one small change very quickly in his prime ministership. I don't know if that's what it's called, but I'm rolling with it. Mm. Uh, and it was it was kind of a nice one. So, like, behind his little lectern, when he does all of his addresses, he added the Torres Strait Island flag and the Aboriginal flag with the Australian flag. That yes. Was a nice touch. That and was a that's, nice touch. that's just one of those things where you're like, why wasn't that there? Like, Kevin Rudd did the yeah. apology all those years ago, which was, you know, whatever you think of that. But I would have thought that would have happened then. Shows how much attention I pay. Yeah, I don't know. It's all very strange. But look, I have to say, I, I woke up the day after the results came in and I was like, the world's not so bad. Well, actually, wait, give me this. What is going to materially change? <laughs> is anything going to happen? Like, is he going to do anything that... It, I, I'm looking more for the future than the present. I think we're kind of boned right now. I think, like, I paid almost $90 to fill up my car two days ago, which is absurd to me. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. I think Russia is a problem for the world in that sense. Well, we don't uh, buy their oil anymore. But oil globally is, a, is, is has more of a shortage now because of them. It's funny, too, because they reckon that's because the Saudi king chooses not to pump more. He's just like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> that's possible, too. But uh, look, I just think like cost of living is expensive. Whether they can fix that or not, who knows? But I don't think letting me dip into my retirement fund that I can't get until I'm 67 to buy a house was the answer, necessarily. Uh, so I'm more thinking like uh, the environment stuff will hopefully be addressed and at least they'll put some money into it rather than the Liberal government being like, we are going to extract all money away from renewables by 2030, which seemed really backwards. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully it just means that they'll stop giving all their friends money and taking money away from the lower middle class, which is what the liberals do time and time again. Can you believe those fucking backward redneck bogans in New South Wales and Victoria who could not even elect a single Greens senator? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, in great news too, Pauline Hanson lost her seat. Oh, so she actually did. Yeah, she I'm pretty sure did. the seat of Ryan went to a green too, which was like the antithesis. Like it just shows how far the pendulum swung on that one. The joke here for our Americans is that our home state of Queensland is typically seen as hell bogan. And we elected more <laughs> progressives than the quote unquote more progressive states. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, we also elected a lot of libs. Yeah, and a lot of, um, I mean, One Nation's seat was up here. Like, it is crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, we're getting really in the weeds. And if you do not live in Australia, this is extra boring for you. And it's been like that for about 15 minutes now. So Jesus. apologies there. Back to back to being children and stopping the adult talk. Kale, games, what are you playing? Uh, continuing on with Rise of the Third Power again. I'm kind of boned for time at the minute. So it's I'm only like, I think I'm about four and a half hours in, which is only like a few more hours this week. It remains great. It remains good. Like I'm, I'm playing this game now. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Great and good. What a that's a big gap. Was is it remain great or remain good? It remains great, and it's been good. <laughs> <laughs> like it's good that it remained great. Yeah, I think it's like a forty-hour game, which is a pretty big commitment at this time. But 
Ooh. I got nothing else going on. I think, honestly, I'm looking forward to the Shadowrun trilogy we spoke about a few episodes ago. This is the yep, yep. trilogy of CRPGs coming to PlayStation. That's I think that's end of next month. And I don't know. There's not a lot going on. I will say, I will say, there's a big PlayStation sale on right now. And I'm... Not ready to pull the trigger yet, but Final Fantasy Origins Stranger of Paradise is on sale right now. And this game, I don't I don't know what the deal is because it's got decent reviews, but it looks so bad. I played Ooh. the demo and it was like, eh, it's like bad Dark Souls with a Final Fantasy skin. But yeah, okay. I don't know. It's kind of fun as well. I think I could play it if it was on a big enough sale. Yeah, interesting. You should buy that for me. Well, I'm not going to say for it me, yet. I mean for you, but for me. But it is percolating. It's in my mind. Now, look, I'm in this... I'm sorry. Are you, are you, have you finished? Are you finished? Oh, that was all. Yes, I'm thank a, you. I'm going to let you finish. I seed my time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to play at the moment. I'm, I'm just flip-flopping all over the place. Like, I, I couldn't commit to Final Fantasy VII. I tried and I was like, it's just not... Again, it's that feeling of like, I just need to play something. You know? Yeah. Like, if I don't yep. feel that, like, I must continue to play this because it's just that good, I'm not going to do it. And that was, it just, it wasn't compelling me to want to play it all the time. Uh, Hell Let Loose has been the only one that has been driving me home every day. I, I should say, the reason I haven't played more of fucking Rise of the Third Power is because I probably put 15 to 20 hours into Hell Let Loose with you this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been putting in a lot of time me and caleb figured out that the best thing that we can do when it's just us is to be a recon squad which is a two-man sniper squad with a spotter and a sniper Mm. Uh, i'll usually snipe cal usually spots with a little Mm. uh, smg but now he's got his little rifle there so things can be a little different it's very Uh, nice it's pretty good Uh, i got a i had my best game ever i got the elusive 10 kill streak trophy on my potential platinum run on this game i'm just saying things are percolating that i maybe i'm gonna do that that would be an impressive one i think and i got a a crazy game of like 34 kills to 15 deaths and it was pretty good actually mm. obviously thanks to my fantastic spotter in the squad oh, of that course. was an important an important part of the squad but, but really it was there was some incredible minutes where, like, we're behind yeah. a fucking hedge. I have some binoculars and I'm marking targets and you're just <laughs> able to knock them off. Like, it yeah. was pretty awesome. <laughs> it's a fantastic game. There are some maps I've just... Dis- I think I figured out that it's more map-specific when I don't enjoy games than game-specific. And also, you're in teams that are just bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, when you don't have a commander, you just notice the team just, like, is a bit stagnant and just can't get momentum and stuff like that. So that's a big part of it, too. But yeah, like when we were playing Foy, I was like, this map is just not it, as far yeah. as I can tell. And we've been playing it enough now that maybe some of the cracks are starting to show a little more. Like even the uh, the <laughs> fantastically translated Saint Mary Dumont from last week. I feel like we've Saint played that. Saint Mary Dumont. I feel like that map comes up every single time we play. Like we play it all the time. I don't mind that one though. I don't mind that one. That's pretty chill. Uh, Curse has hate. come up a few times. <laughs> Kursk is one of the new ones, but what's that one where it's just like open muddy Floyd. fields? Oh, Floyd's, the muddy fields. Uh, you know the one. Um, it doesn't purple's, matter. Purple Row or something? Purple Saint. Purple Heart Lane? That's the one. Is that it? I think that's the yeah, one. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and then there's like there's puddles that are so big and deep that you can't cross them and you've got to just like run until you can find a crossing and stuff. Yeah, that's brutal. Whatever that one was with the bridge that we were stuck on, it was just yeah, yeah, yeah. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> So, look, again, this game, it's somehow the best and sometimes the worst, and it's just, there's no in-between, really. I'm either having the best time or the worst time, but I just, every time I have any downtime, that's kind of all I feel like playing right now. I will say, I'm feeling a slight change in the air. Uh, Destiny 2 Season of the Haunted dropped today. Maybe a little mm-hmm. dip into that. I'm uh, down. Ex- I am down to mix it up a little bit. because hell that. Hell is wearing, it's not wearing thin, but like I've definitely, I put, a lot of time in this week and I, yeah. I can move away from it for a little bit and slide back in. But yeah, I'm, I could definitely be down for some Destiny vibes again just because we did everything and then we did the, the story and then just went, bye, which is kind yeah. of what I was expecting a little bit, but I, I wouldn't mind jumping back in. There's new you story content. The, well, the new story content, but you also said the, what class is it? The Solar? Yeah, Solar 3.0. <laughs> yeah, so you can upgrade that now finally because I was stuck on Void for literally the entire run of that DLC, which was a little bit bleh. Not yeah. my favorite one, if I have to say. Uh, but then there was also this inkling where I was like, I don't know what to play. I don't want anything too hectic because if I am at my girlfriend's and I want to remote play, it can't be too like 
Like, hell at loose, I can't do that remote play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Final Fantasy, even I need the inputs to be relatively accurate. That's just not working for me. So I then was like, oh, you know what? I should just go back and give Yakuza Like a Dragon another go. Because I really only played maybe the first act when I, the first chapter when I started it and didn't keep going. So I started doing that again. And it really turned into a game that I wasn't expecting at all. And this is a yes. minor spoiler for the first act, but it's so tiny and an hour into the game that it doesn't count. But you literally like, go to prison for 19 years and come back and everything's different. And it's a real like fish out of water vibe, which I'm enjoying so far, where you kind of just what is to it? It's like again and stuff. What's his name? It's not Kazuya. I can't remember the main character's name. It doesn't matter. But he essentially yeah. what <sighs> takes he takes the fall for the for his. So someone family. in their family kills another family and it was going to cause a big problem for everyone. And so instead of that happening, he takes the fall for his patriarch who took yes. him out of the streets, essentially, and he almost became like a surrogate son to the patriarch. Can we and just, again, pa- while we're spoiling the first part of that game, can we just talk about how culturally strange it is to us? Like, the whole thing about the chicken? The oh, no, the duck? duck? Yeah, the Peking duck. Isn't that so bizarre? How they, like, have the whole, like, it's almost a mystical meal. Yeah, yeah, they were loving it. But Peking duck is pretty yum, so I'm kind of with it. I've never but had it. it's funny, because you should. It's very good. Uh, mm. I feel like it's probably... It's probably bad. Like, it's probably... The way it's made is probably bad. <laughs> but it is yum. <laughs> His name was Ichiban. Ichiban. Yeah, that is that is definitely what it was. But it's it's interesting. He comes back and everything's different. And the, the family's kind of been sucked into another competing entity that was unexpected. And <laughs> there's a lot going on. I was... I, it's weird and wacky. And then I went into an arcade and played Virtual Fighter for probably too long. Yeah, how wild are the mini games? They're like apparently well, that's only, a thing. I only did Virtual Fighter. I, I Aaron can fucking attest to this, but later on in the game, you get the opportunity to you start your own company, and you there's a mini game where you're able to like purchase various businesses around the world map, and you can find people and staff them. Each like the staffing in different configurations gets you oh, better results. Now the spreadsheet simulator. Oh, it's so good though. Like and it like you begin like a trading session and it's like him in a little car and he like drives down this line while sales are popping off at all your different businesses and there's like a weird little meta story to it where you're trying to become the number one traded company in Japan and it's so well done. I played it <laughs> for like eight hours and I had the best time. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. I have heard the mini games and they're very good. So I'm going to keep going through that. It's very zany and wacky and I, I kind of enjoy it. It's, uh, it's, it's like legitimately almost melodramatic. Funny. It's melodramatic, oh, yeah. but also super weird and zany. And uh, it's a weird combo, but I'm, I'm into it so far. It gets very dark at times too, which is, it's very hard to get a handle on the tone of what's happening. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like the melodrama is there for sure, like heavy melodrama. But then it's also like a guy is selling animal porn to children. <laughs> also, nice to note that Ichiban means number one. Number oh, so one. Neo. So, that's the Japanese Neo. Is that what Neo means? Uh, Neo is one spelt backwards because he is the one. Oh, that fucking just blew my mind. <laughs> oh, it's not backwards. It's uh, an anagram. Anagram. Of one. Sorry. I, just really, I was like, Neo. That doesn't make sense. That's uh, Owen. <laughs> Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Well, I think that's that's it on games, right? Yeah, look, I, I have this problem now where I've not been at home as much as I used to. So I've just kind of been playing less. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But with that in mind, I'm waiting for you to buy the quarry so then I can download the quarry when it comes out. Because it's like next week, right? I don't know that, so but that sounds of, right. First that week sounds... of June, I thought. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, and I'm going to play it with my girlfriend because I think that's going to be a good, like, I can drive, she can watch, make decisions together. That is a good one. I did Until Dawn with an ex-girlfriend now. And we had a great time playing that together. That was, that was a good fun. Better watch out. I uh, I started out with uh, Until Dawn as a date game. And look at me now. Fucking married, closing on house deals. I got a fat little sausage dog. Glad I added that last word in there. But yeah, you could end up just like <laughs> me. Well. I'm glad that you weren't talking about a fat little sausage, you know what I'm saying? You didn't have to spell it out, Govinda. It was some fun <laughs> mystique. But Govinda, with that fucking garbage out of the way, could I perhaps interest you in some quick fire news? Yeah! 
Yes, you could, Kale, but you know what? Uh, we're gonna mix this up a little bit, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one for you. What's happening? Okay. Some, something's uh, happening. We're gonna I'm gonna take this one away from you, and we're gonna uh, maybe we can I can I might take a couple of these away from you. You know, I just feel like I, I force you to deal with this a lot. You usually flounder, and I've got to rescue you anyway. So why not just take it? Am I right <laughs> at the top? Am I being phased out? <laughs> Are you taking <laughs> tasks away from me? <laughs> All I'm saying is that we might not need you next week. Okay. All right. Well, let me know. Just keep an eye on your schedule, your roster. All right. All go. right. All right. All right. So the game Steel Rising from the developers of Greedfall, French studio Spiders, uh, has released their story trailer, Kale. And I just wanted to read you a little something. I thought I'd prepare something because I feel like oh. I never do any of the heavy lifting here. So I thought I'd, I'd write a little, uh, little thing for you, just see how it goes. Maybe like dip my toes into the gaming journalism world that you live in. What, and uh, maybe what? if it's good enough, maybe if it's good enough, I too can write for gaming websites. What do you think? Oh, well, yeah, that'd be, that'd be, I mean, I wouldn't believe it, but I'd love to see it. it imagine, if you will, an alternate history in which the French Revolution is quashed before it even began. Not by the other great powers of the age, fearful of change, but the tyrannical King Louis the Sixteenth himself, and w- <laughs> and well, his army of clockwork automatons. How's that fucking run, you Kale? You like that? That was a great read. What what website very- is this on that you're reading this? What do you mean? I wrote this myself. Uh, it's going to continue on. I wrote uh, and I continued. Sorry, and I continued. This is the narrative setup for the awesome-looking Steel Rising, an action RPG developed by French studio Spiders, who is perhaps best known for 2019's Greedfall. Not a game I'm interested in ever, but if you buy it, I will play it. It's an incredible original take on a fascinating period in European history and one that is not often explored in games. I'm not going to read all of it. Uh, You can actually read my article on pushsquare.com if you are interested. We might even leave the link in this description of this podcast. But have a little look there. It's pretty chill. And you can admire my byline as I have entered the world of gaming journalism. This is horse shit. All right. This is not (laughs) how I thought this bit would go. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Okay. Look, um, I'm going to come clean. I didn't write this. Who did write it? I don't know. Say it. (laughs) Say my this name. was published at 7.30 p.m. on Thursday by none other than long-lived play assistant to the host, Kale Adam. You are welcome. And now we have truly gone inside the looking glass. Now, the website I was primarily using as news for this show, I'm writing the news on that website. Fucking deal with that. Now that's fucking meta. Take that, Zuckerberg. It is actually interesting. I wonder if this is a conflict of interest for us. <laughs> Perhaps we should have uh, uh, had a sober know, discussion. Like no, it's fine. We don't need to do that. We are small fries, right? They're not going to come after us. We're, we're losing money. If they want to take on this debt, they can. That's all. You say they, do you mean my bosses? <laughs> is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. Look, you're making them money and we're losing money. It sounds like they're winning. Yes, I'm going to be freelancing a little bit for Push Square going forward, which is very, very exciting. I'm like... I legitimately, this is my favorite website. Govinda can attest that. To a detriment. To his detriment. (laughs) He looks at news and if it's not on Push Square, he doesn't talk about it and then we miss things. And that's why it happens. Uh, Literally though, Steel Rising, what are your thoughts? I'm still not really sold and the trailer didn't really sell me. Oh, actually, the trailer did sell me a little bit more. I was definitely, my interest was peaked more because it looks like you play like a, a sentient automaton, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, I believe her name is Aegis. Aegis is her name. I will say this uh, trailer got me very fucking hyped as the weird history nerd that I am. It opens with one of my favorite lines in all of world history, Govinda. Of course, you know this one. It was uh, the Duke, the Duke of La Rochefoucauld, Leoncourt, to King oh Louis the Sixteenth. Butchered that. Sorry, continue. King Louis said to him, Is this a revolt? To which the Duke said, no, sire, this is a revolution. Fucking powerful, dude. It's fucking powerful. That's a good line. I can't think deny that's pretty that. sick. No, the trailer was done well, like, but it's one of those ones where I'm... Look, my biggest skepticism of this game comes from the fact that this developer made Greedfall. And to me, that game looks not fantastic. 
double A is what yeah, it is. Yeah, it looks double A. Like skin, yeah. like the character model, skin textures, like all that stuff looks kind of double A-ish. That's not necessarily like a bad thing. And I guess you look back at like The Witcher 2 to The Witcher 3 is a huge jump in quality. So it's possible that this is yeah. going to be better and they learn from their mistakes. But My- I'm skeptical. Yeah, my thinking is that Greedfall was a huge success for them. I'm hoping that that has pushed them to the next level. I will say, Ooh. like, even the gameplay we've seen looks slightly janky. This is not Bloodborne, although it kind of yeah. is borrowing some visual elements from it. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. In the action RPG side of it, I'm just I'm less interested in. I don't know. When I first saw Steel Rising, I thought it was more of like a uh, CRPG kind of vibe, but that's not what it is. I actually thought it was a Souls-like. And it isn't that either. So maybe we just yeah. have no idea what's going on at all. That just shows that the developer themselves aren't great at showing us what's going on. You know? Because we've only seen what we can see. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I am I am looking forward to it. I'll get it at launch. I will... Uh, this is just so designed for me, this game. It's setting the fucking alternate French revolution. It's yeah, <laughs> I guess. So As someone who's half French, you think I'd care. But I just don't really... The one thing I will say is they picked a fantastic year to release this game because it's coming. It got delayed from June twenty second to September eighth, but like, what else is coming out this year? Like, I I'm confident God of War will make it this year, but I'm also I'm not going to be shocked if it gets delayed. Hogwarts Legacy, I'm certain, isn't coming out this year, even though they say it is. Like, I, there's really not much coming up at the end of the year, so that leaves this as a big opening for something that like I might try and with nothing else around it, might play a lot longer than I would have otherwise. It's funny you say that, Govinda, because when we get to it in our news that we care about, we're going to talk about another big Sony game that is probably going to hit at the end of this year, but I'll leave you with that titillating tease and move right along. Now, really quickly, I'm just going to say that it's almost certainly not going to come out in September. If anything, it'll be more like an October, November. <laughs> and if so, that still gives this room, this game plenty of breathing room so that I can play it and maybe enjoy it and maybe not enjoy it, but I'll play it because there's nothing else to play. Carry on. Kavinder, you know what time of year it is? It's fucking acquisition time. I guess that's all that's year. That's every day, yeah. <laughs> it's every week there's fucking something. Well, this is a headline. Take-Two has acquired Zynga, the second biggest deal in games history. Zynga or Zinger? Zynga. Zynga. I think you pronounced the G, yeah. Zynga. I think it's Zynga, but I don't know for sure. So we're going to just say it these few times that we've said it at the start, and we're not going to mention it again. Continue. So this is a big deal, uh, $12.7 billion. So that's a fake amount of money that doesn't really make sense to our small, small minds. We don't need to get too much into these. I've kind of realized this too. I don't, like, I'm not even really interested in this myself, but it's like, this is the big news and you just have to, you just have to say it. Yeah, you've got to say it. Look, obviously, Take-Two is the publisher of, like, Grand Theft Auto, XCOM, NBA 2K franchises, uh, and they, Zynga, 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 they're more of a social media slash mobile developer that doesn't really have any resonance with me other than playing words with friends on my phone with friends and playing Farmville back when Facebook was cool. I was going to say, I only know them for Farmville, which I will say was revolutionary. Do you remember the fucking time, dude? Yeah. The insider trading that went on in our share house, like where we were fucking just all over each other with getting fucking sales and what was it you oh, know dude, you needed friends uh, to come to your farm yeah for shit to happen but i also remember there were times where like my brother would give me his facebook password so i could go tend to his crops while he couldn't <laughs> and shit like that game was a little moment in time uh, and so it was worth with friends honestly like they were both fun social games but it's just i just am wondering why take two wanted them and why they wanted to pay so much for them they must just print money though as a mobile gaming developer i'm so glad you said because Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick voiced his company's excitement about the deal, stating, quote, We are thrilled to complete our combination with Zynga, which is a pivotal step to increase exponentially our net bookings from mobile, the fastest-growing segment in interactive blah, blah, blah. I'll cut it right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, one of those. I'm wondering if they're going to maybe start moving some of their franchises to mobile, because I feel like a game like XCOM, for instance, could have an actually like a pretty good mobile game. As the resident XCOM fiend, that shit barely runs on a PS5. I don't even know how. Like, trying to play XCOM 2 on PS5, it's like s- the low 20s FPS. It's struggles. It, I mean, it hasn't been patched for PS5, but the PS4 version running on a PS5 runs like dog shit. So I can't Which even... Is- to be fair, there's more effects than you're giving it credit for. And there's a lot of late game stuff that goes on. It's a pretty graphically no, demanding I st- game. I don't think it is. And I think it's... 
I think that really just shows poor sorry. form from the developer. I was going to say, it's probably just not optimized. Maybe it's not that graphically demanding, but it certainly doesn't run well. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this game is surely is not that graphically demanding for it to be running at least at 60 frames, you know? Moving right along, Govinda, everyone's favorite company, EA, that's Electronic Arts, for anyone in the know, is either looking to sell or merge themselves with another company. This one comes to us via Kotaku, article written by Ethan Gack. Uh, the video game market is consolidating like never before, and Electronic Arts is scrambling like everyone else. The Battlefield and FIFA Maker recently pursued a merger with NBC Universal and also held potential acquisition talks with Disney, Apple, and other companies, according to a new report by the outlet Puck. <laughs> While a deal isn't currently in the works, it doesn't sound like EA plans to give up anytime soon. Again, we're all going to be owned by Microsoft. That seems to be the biggest fish. Well, isn't it interesting that Microsoft wasn't included in the list? Do you remember in The Phantom Menace when when uh, Jar Jar Binks is like, there's always, or someone's like, there's always a bigger fish, and then that fish gets eaten by the bigger fish? That's kind of what's happening in the video game in industry. Did you just quote Jar Jar on my fucking podcast? Well, I didn't quote him. I referenced him. <laughs> Uh, touche, touche, I'm not into it. Now, what are your thoughts on uh, Disney, Apple, or like Amazon buying EA or merging? I think they were re actually requesting a merge because they wanted CEO Andrew Wilson to stay in the top position. What are your thoughts on that? Who would you want? Do you want any of them? If you didn't want any of them, who would you choose if you had to? I don't really have any thoughts on them. And I guess if I had to choose, if I had to choose, I mean, Disney's kind of fucked up. Apple, I guess. I don't know. At least their quality. I'll give them that. It's, I mean, they're also not great. I speak to a former <laughs> Apple employee on this podcast and he's not great. So if that's any fucking thing to go by, Apple makes the most sense. Yeah, it feels weird. It go, they go on further to actually quote uh, Dylan Byers, who was the puck reporter who actually broke the story, I guess. And Amazon was in there too. And I feel like of the three of them, Amazon already kind of has a gaming division that they're kind of angling towards so maybe they would be the most likely candidate to do it yeah uh, but uh, apparently they got very close to a deal with nbc universal but it all fell down eventually because of price uh, which is obviously why most negotiations fall down is a price problem i imagine ea wanted a lot of money and they didn't want to pay it nbc would have been a weird combo but hey you do you there do. does there's at least some reporting here that says that this deal would be contingent on EA CEO Andrew Wilson remaining in charge. So well, that's... yeah, that's why it, they're, they're looking for a merger and not an acquisition necessarily. Yeah. So an acquisition yeah, would yeah. be like, hey, we're buying it. You are now part of us rather than it being like a place called NB EA NBC or something, you know, where it's That'd a, be so a joint up. operation like Square, Squaresoft and Enix did back in the day. Classic. Or uh, Bandai and Namco. Yeah, yeah, just like that. A lot of Japanese developers have done that in the past. What was the other one? There is another one. There was a recent example. Why am I fucking blanking on this? Uh, oh, uh, Tecmo and Koei. Tecmo Koei, that's the one. Yeah, nice yeah. pull, dude. Nice yeah, pull. Yeah, I'm fucking a real games journalist now, <laughs> dude. Okay, Govinda, let me move you right along. Here's a fun one. Norman Reedus just casually revealed the existence of Death Stranding 2, and then Hideo Kojima just casually acknowledged it it's very weird to see this happen but in an, in an interview readers just kind of mentioned that they're working on part two and what did he actually say though so the actual quote from norman readers was quote we just started working on the second one <laughs> he added it took me maybe two or three years to finish all the mocap sessions and everything it takes a lot of work and then the game came out and it just won all these awards and it was a huge thing so we just started part two of that end quote <laughs> it was just like this was an in, in an interview uh with leo edit via nibble lion who is a kind of a big deal on twitter it's a whole thing and then hideo kojima replied with a tweet of him holding a bat covered in barbed wire saying go to your private room my friend and then a photo of him with norman next to him which i thought was pretty funny uh, which i don't know if that's like a thing is that like the bat from the walking dead or something like i know there's like a it's a just bat. a bat. I don't know. I think it was more of a funny thing about going to your private room, which, like in the game Death Stranding, if you've ever played that. Oh, I have. So it's, it's more him just reaffirming that Death Stranding 2 is real and it is coming. 
Another game that I should maybe go back to. I don't know. I can't finish games anymore. Yeah, I'll say this. Like, Hideo Kojima is a genius, and we all, you know, owe the man a lot. But someone on his team needs to uh, rein him in when it comes to retweeting. Because sometimes he'll just retweet, like, 15 things in a row. And, like, I follow him, and that's just my timeline sometimes. It's just him retweeting, like albums or like things that he likes and it's like yeah okay i have a, a cool tip for you i have a hot tip for you oh unfollow well he's like one of those people that you just kind of need to follow because he breaks news he is someone that like this <laughs> no this but it's fine a- you can you can get all of this news when ign inevitably posts this the news that he posted because and then you get it what, without all of the reposts. That's why, like, we're just on different levels, you know, because you're thinking like a consumer. <laughs> I'm thinking like as someone who works for IGN, you know, that's like, it's like, you'll get there, though. You'll, 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 you'll figure it out. Yeah, it'll They be literally fun. give you things to write about. You don't break news. You do don't you? know how it works. <laughs> yeah, I do. I know you're not fucking breaking your own news stories, you dickhead. Has it gone to my head? Yes. You're yes, already insufferable and it's like week one I'm off it. Gavinder, it looks like the PS5 version of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is coming Q4 this year, Gavinder. And how do I know that? (gasps) Because everyone's favorite video game developer, CD Projekt Red, tweeted about it. And they said, let's make this seventh anniversary even better, shall we? We're delighted to share that the next-gen version of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is planned to release in Q4 2022. See you on the path, witches. (laughs) <laughs> I imagine someone sitting there smiling for too long with two thumbs up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is exciting, though. This like, is, yeah. I've been waiting for this for a while. And it, it, it can fill out my Q4 of, of emptiness as just going back and playing The Witcher again. I'm probably just broken enough to at least start this game again. And I'll get to exactly the point I always do, which is the fucking bit with Kira where you go into the cave and you run into the wild hunt for the first time. Ah, That's exactly where I get up to. So I, the save that I have that I've been waiting. If I can't transfer my save, by the way, if I can't, if I can't transfer it, I'm gonna, I'll never buy a game from them again. Yes, you will. I'm past. I'm part. I will. I'm past that point already. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. I can just get in, hit the ground running again. My fear with this always, even for like the Red Dead and like everything, is that like I forget how to play them, and then I get yeah. there. I'm like, this isn't fun because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm dying and I don't get it. But hopefully I can push through that and play it because I, I have wanted to do all the DLC for this for a while. It's one of those weird games where I like, I don't know, maybe this is a potential feature article idea or something. But I feel like that, what is it, white grave, white, whatever the starting area is that you start in. I feel like that is the best area of the game and better than most games. It's just so self-contained and there's like just enough mm. quests. It's so perfect, like as a tutorial. It I think I could area. just... I could just play the Griffin and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's so much other shit too. There's like you can start to. The Griffin, I feel like, is a. The Griffin is like the the point at which I feel like they let you free. Yeah. Now you can do what you want. You know. Well, actually, yeah, legitimately, because then you leave that area and hit the open world. That's it, baby. That's like the end of Act One. If I had to break it into a classic three act structure. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm excited for this, especially if it actually hits Q4 2022. But as we know, I think. I think the thing now is that I don't expect anyone's hitting release dates ever. I just assume everything's delayed. Uh, when things actually make their release date, that's the exception to the now rule of delays are a part of it. Delays are unavoidable. It is disappointing because I I feel like there was a time where games actually hit their release dates. Yeah, and delays were kind of rare. But now yeah. when I see like, it's, it's coming so out this common. day, I'm like, okay, I'll see it three to six months after that day. Yeah, it's very... Anyway, let's move along because this shit is running long already. Normally you say that, but <laughs> this time I've said it. I actually already did, but no one will know that because I've already cut it out, but I'm <laughs> sweating about this edit. Just to give you a bit of a break, Kale, because it's been a long episode with a lot of news. Next up, there is some interesting news about the new PlayStation Plus offerings in its premium and deluxe and extra. I don't know what's what for us. But PS1 titles are getting trophies, Kale. Does that interest you? It is one of the only things about this that does. (laughs) Immediately, it interests me. It draws me in. (laughs) So this one is also coming to us from the, I want to say beloved at this point, pushsquare.com, written by Liam Croft. 
As a new PlayStation Plus prepares to launch across Asian territories, even more details concerning the classic PS1 titles are hitting the web. Now courtesy of Exophase, we have the trophy list for Siphon Filter, Intelligent Cube, Hot Shots Golf, Ape Escape, and Wild Arms. That final one hadn't been confirmed for the service, so it's another PS1 game to add to the official list of all PS Plus games coming. But that just means that we can get more Platinum Trophies, Kale, because all five of those PS1 games come with a Platinum Trophy as well. And all of a sudden, playing Ape Escape PS1 version is appealing to me. It's not to me. And you know why? It's why? because I'm, I'm a fucking grown man, and I don't have time to <laughs> gather escaped apes. I don't have time for that. It's outrageous. And they wear those little, they wear those little siren hats on their heads while they fucking meander Escape. about. No, yeah, escaped. Escaped, Come on, yes. shit, dude! Fuck you! It's right in front of you. <laughs> but this is this is really interesting. We didn't have confirmation of this. There was whispers. There was rumors. But this is like legitimately something I will be into. This is this is the thing that tips the scale a little bit. But I'm still probably not going to. do It's funny because Final Fantasy VIII got its remaster, and that came with a platinum trophy. And really, when I think about this, I'm like, oh, what about those like PS1 RPGs? I love. I could go get there. Platinums now. I'm like, well, actually, the ones that I really like, like Final Fantasy VII, the original, has a platinum you can get because it was re released for PS4. Interestingly, they've split the trophy list. So there's a PS1 trophy list for Final Fantasy VII, which has been added to the PlayStation Plus offerings, which I don't know if we didn't. There's a whole list of more games that are on there. We didn't go through it because there's too many of them and I didn't have time That's and I, we're running out That's of time. True. But Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy Remastered. And Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Oh, maybe not eight. actually. Don't, don't quote me on that. All right. They're on there. So the Final yeah. Fantasy VII has a trophy list for PS1. Final Fantasy VII Remastered for PS4 also has a trophy list. So hypothetically, you get two Platinums for Final Fantasy VII. Three if you include the remake. That's pretty wild. I will just to be a pedantic dick. I don't believe the Final Fantasy VII on PS4 is a remaster. It's just a re-release. Just so that we don't get fucking atted. My apologies, you're actually correct. It is the Final Fantasy VIII remaster that is on PlayStation Plus. I That's just, correct. Roman numerals threw me off. It's Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII remastered. Beautiful. Uh, but yeah, there's like a whole bunch of Final Fantasies on there. And the Final Fantasy IX was the one where I'm like, maybe this is the time that I play it for more than four hours and get through the whole thing. I know that there's going to be some horseshit. There's like this weird mini game right at the start of that game. Anyone that plays it knows exactly what I'm talking about. I know you would need to get a perfect score in that to get the platinum. And that would be so fucking infuriating. Well, it's not super clear how these trophies are getting implemented, whether PlayStation is doing it or whether the developer is going back and adding it. If PlayStation is making the trophy list, maybe not. Uh-huh. If Square Enix is making the trophy list, absolutely, you better believe it's going to be a bitch to get. I mean, this is the most appealing thing about this service for me. I'm legitimately interested now and we'll, they'll probably get my goddamn money. The problem with this is the PS1 games are only coming on the top tier service, which yes. is the one I'm least likely to get. So um, who knows? Who knows? I wonder if they'll ever do like a family plan. That combined with the game trials is pretty appealing. At least I could pop in and out. I might just jump in that would and check be it. it out. That would be it. Like just yeah. get a month of it. Because if I keep, I wonder how that works too. I feel like the problem with this PlayStation Plus upgrade thing right now is that it is just so confusing for anyone who's interested in it. Like I think it they would have been better off where they were just like, you've got PlayStation Plus and you've got PlayStation Plus Premium and this is what you get with Premium. And it was just a, a blanket thing rather than this tier system they've got going on. But then mm. I guess you, you cost people out of the high end ones. They don't want PS1 games. I don't know. It just everything I see on Twitter is people being like, what's going on here? What games do I get? Do I get all of them? Do I stream them? What's going Consider on? I don't understand. We are experts and I'm a fucking paid professional and even we can't get to the bottom of this. Like, The thing what does that, that I think mean? is the craziest is that like there is PlayStation Plus Essential, which is standard PlayStation Plus, PlayStation yep. Plus Extra, and then it splits off. So then it's like, if you're in Australia, then it's PlayStation Plus Deluxe because you don't get PS3 streams. But if you're in anywhere else that does do the streams, you get PS Plus Premium, but they don't have the Deluxe one and we don't have the Premium one and it gets very fucking confusing. So look, trophies on PS1 games, that is a compelling offer. Maybe you'll get me for more than a month or two here or there just to try it out. Next up, it looks like Red Dead Redemption 2 might be getting an upgraded next-gen patch According to a leaker, uh, this story comes to us via Screen Rant, and it was written by J. Brody Shirey. 
A noteworthy gaming news leaker is now claiming that Red Dead Redemption 2 might be getting an upgrade for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S in the near future. Rockstar Games' most recent open-world Wild West action title serves as a prequel to 2010's Red Dead Redemption, telling the story of outlaw Arthur Morgan as he struggles to survive in the rugged landscape of the American South in the late 1800s. Red Dead Redemption 2 broke several records when it was first released back in 2019. Govinda, does this get you hot beneath your saddle, between your cowboy boots? Really, it really does because I, <laughs> I also I also started this game, got through the introduction bit where you're just in the snow and walking really slowly for like about an hour mm. uh, to a point where I was a bit free just in case they decided to do this for me, which is I think specifically for me because I am important and I'm very much ready to shoot people in the West in 60 frames a second on my PlayStation 5. I will never play this game again for the simple reason that I purchased it for PC as a way to fucking give my beast of a PC a workout. The problem is games like this are generally modded to fucking back and all I ever wanted was like a hardcore survival mod for Red Dead Redemption 2. It's all basically Mm -hmm. in there. It's just that Rockstar themselves didn't go to the extra level. And it hasn't happened. I don't know whether, like, modding is really difficult for this, but I, I need to check back in. But, like, six months yeah. ago, that was not a thing. It was not a thing. It w- didn't exist. Yeah, that would be cool. Because every you are right. Every component they need for a very good survival mode is in there. Like, you can set up camps. You can hunt. Yeah. You can make you hunt animals out of like, skins and, like, stuff like that. So... That is an interesting interesting proposition that I, I would like myself, but I will play this game again. Will I finish it? Almost certainly not, but do I need to? No, I just want to get in, have a good time, and uh, enjoy the world again, because it is such a good world. Now, the people at home might not realize this, but my assistant to the host, Kale Adam, is fading fast, and he is losing his gusto as we get over an hour into this podcast. You, I'm editing you to sound like you're on fire. If he sounds like he's on fire, it's because I cut out his flailing, okay? And he owes me that. And if he's going to be smug about him being in Push Square and IGN, I'm going to be smug about making him sound good. (laughs) Kale, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 may be revealed next month at the original game's 25th anniversary event. Does that tickle your fancy? It tickles deep parts of me. (laughs) As reported by Push Square's Robert Ramsey, during the latest Square Enix Japan livestream for mobile title Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier, series veteran Tetsuya Nomura teased that news regarding Final Fantasy VII's 25th anniversary would be dropping next month. Now, I'm just mentioning all of this because last week I spoke about the anniversary of the series being in December and then I realized that was way too far away for them to do anything and this is where my confusion lies, Kale. It is Final Fantasy VII's anniversary coming up. Ramsey continues, It's obviously an important event for such a landmark game, which would lead you to believe that we could get new information on Final Fantasy VII Remake 2, or whatever it ends up being called. We know that the anticipated sequel is in development, but it's yet to be properly revealed, hence why no one knows what to call the game, because I have no clue at this point. I think Part 2 is the most likely one. I think it is too, especially considering how it was released, like, the the opening arc in that yeah, whole game. I, I, I'm with you. Or, that or Final Fantasy VII Remake 2, I guess, would make sense. It's all, it's all very crazy. I assume they'll put a, a hyphen in there like they did with Final Fantasy XIII 2 and shit. So, yeah, what do you what are you thinking, Kale? You happy about this? Do you want this? you want it in your body? you want it I definitely, soon? I definitely want this. Like, again, it's really hard to talk about this without spoiling part one. Yeah, which don't, is, I haven't finished it yet. In a, of itself, that's fucking weird because it's a 25-year-old video game. <laughs> Like, the ending is out there. <laughs> it's- I actually wanted to ask you something, because you mentioned it last time when we were talking... Well, maybe not last time. At some point when we were talking about the remake, you said the story varies in yes. certain ways. Yes. And I don't know what they are. Here's- is it just expanded upon, or is it completely different? And again, without any spoilers, there is something in this game that appears sort of like ghosts, or like they are spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay I'm with you. My understanding of that is, is when these spirits appear the timeline of the original Final Fantasy VII is being changed or those spirits are attempting to stop it being changed. So, for example, like, this really weird, almost meta thing where, like, I don't believe this is not a remake. This is sort of a retelling. But that's the story, too, is that the forces at work in this world 
are actively are working trying... to change the timeline. I think they're trying to stop you from doing it. It's been a long time, but that was there's like a rabbit hole you can go down once you beat the game and go to YouTube videos, which is my favorite. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I said this to you at some point. Uh, maybe even offline, but I, I am very tempted now at this point just to re-download the PS4 version, upload my 40-hour save from PS4, download it on PS5, and just start from there and just finish it. I think you probably Because I just should. don't and know it's... if I've got a 40-hour playthrough. I tried. I just don't think I've got 40 hours in me, but I do have another few hours just to wrap that shit up. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not that bad. You just start the download before you go to sleep. It's done when you wake up. Oh, no. It'll done take me, it won't take me long. I was just being lazy. It'll take me maybe like an hour, 30 minutes, an hour or something. Yeah, I'm taking a shot at your poor internet. <laughs> <laughs> what about some news that we actually care about, though? The Last of Us remake is something none of us asked for, but it seems we are getting it anyway, God damn it! Every few months, another whisper of its whereabouts is heard, although it is worth noting that it has never been officially acknowledged by Naughty Dog, the developer. <laughs> According to noted industry insider Jeff Grubb, it may be coming sooner than any of us thought. Speaking on the Kind of Funny Games cast, he had the following to say, quote, You've got to keep in mind that The Last of Us Part 2 came out a while ago, and there's people at that studio who are looking around for something to do. It's a pretty efficient and well-oiled machine over there at Naughty Dog, and they don't have to do too much because that's the whole point. It's a game they can update really quickly, end quote. Grubb was fairly certain that the remake is coming out this holiday and that it will be one of Sony's big end-of-year releases. A HBO adaptation is also in the works, although it won't release until next year. And the plan seems to be to have that title on store shelves when the show drops. This is a very good framing, Govinda. We know about this remake, but that Mr. Grubb has given us there. I hadn't really thought about. You're like, yeah, if they're not working on factions or they're not working on the rumoured other game that's in development, what's everyone doing? Like, I could believe they were like, oh, let's just quickly... (laughs) Just quickly spruce up that other game that we had that people seem to like. Now, I want to pepper in some other information into this before we continue this conversation. Uh, Mm. As reported by Brianna Reeves over at Screen Rant, there's actually a developer that posted on their LinkedIn profile uh, that they are currently working on an unannounced multiplayer project and an unannounced remake project. Uh, It's a QA tester by the name of Corey Hong. I was actually spotted by Video Game Chronicles and then re-reported at Screen Rant. But anyway, that's where we are in the media these days. So this is almost an unofficial announcement that... This is almost an unofficial announcement that the multiplayer project is still in the works and that this remake is very much in the Naughty Dog house right now. Would you call it the dog house? (laughs) I think that's what they call it, actually. I think that's no, what they actually, it's, it's, I guess it's actually not too bad. And then if your like, wife kicks you out of bed and you're in the doghouse, but you just went to work and you're working late now because... Because of crunch. Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I don't want this game. I don't need it. Uh, I really don't. I don't I don't understand how a game releases and within, uh, what, eight years, ten years, eight years, that it's got a game, a remaster, a full remaster for another console, mm. and then a remake. It just seems like way too much, way too quick. The only way they sell me on this is they release factions with it. And considering it it's already been remastered. Like it was it released yeah. on PS4. It came to PS5 as a remaster. Now they're remaking the remaster. Yeah, not like a patch. It wasn't like an upgraded patch or something. It was a full-on re-release remaster of the game. And now they're making a remake. Uh I obviously they want to push this HBO series, so it releasing in line with that makes a lot of sense. Uh but I can't imagine I will ever pay $120 to play the last of us again i will say this and this i can't actually remember where this came. i believe this is actually a push square comment at the bottom of one of the articles very active and healthy community over there plug 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 oh govinda's look on his You're face disgusting dude <laughs> consider this govinda the last of us remake comes with a multiplayer add-on it's called factions and that's where they drop it would that get you excited you don't listen to me, do you? I literally said that at the start of this. Did you? I said the only the only way this sells they sell this to me is if it comes with factions. I think I was too excited about my own uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're active listening, dude. You should learn from your wife. She's very good at it. How dare you? <laughs> so, 100%, I think that's what they all do because the first Last of Us came with the multiplayer that everyone knew and loved. Mm. 
And then there was no multiplayer for The Last of Us 2, and it's been so long, we've heard so little about factions, that it only makes sense that they would try to coax me into buying a game for a third time by adding a multiplayer component called factions. I just don't know why that's never occurred to me before. That seems so obvious, and it would explain where factions has been. Like, that's... And it would explain... Well, it would partially explain why it got brought in-house again, rather than being at a third-party developer doing the, the remake, I mean, specifically. Yeah. Because if Naughty Dog's already doing factions and then they're like, well, let's incorporate into the remake, they might as well do it together and actually seamlessly incorporate that together. Something that I was thinking about, this would be an interesting way to pull PlayStation Plus premium members in. And I know they say they're not doing day-and-date first-party exclusives for the new PlayStation Plus. Mm. But... This isn't really a new one, is it? It's just a remake of an old one. And so that would be interesting for them to day and date this with factions on PlayStation Plus Premium. Although they've said they're not going to do that, though, are they? Well, they said they're not going to release new first-party exclusives, just Uh, for sure. I think, But again, this isn't new. This is a remake. I think that's too slippery even for them. I don't think they can just... Because if they charge full price for it, then I think that's a new release. Like, I've bought this game twice already. For sure. For sure, but I think they, they surely can't anticipate they're going to sell as many copies of this as they did with the original Last of Us game. So why not put it up for $120 on the PlayStation Store as a, as a purchase, or you can just upgrade your PlayStation Premium to PlayStation Premium and get it for one extra six bucks a month. It, it's just a tough pill to swallow. Like, all of us have played this game, and again, I think most of us have probably bought it twice, like, to expect to charge it, like, a full price release for it. I just can't see it. I don't think they have the fucking cojones. They will. They 100% will. Naughty Dog's making it. It's going to come with multiplayer. They will charge full price for this. And I think as me, I'm like, I don't really necessarily care about PlayStation Plus Premium or anything. But if it was like, I could play the new Last of Us remake for five bucks that month, four bucks that month, plus Mm. play some multiplayer. And then, oh, actually, the multiplayer is really good. I kind of want to play it a little bit longer. And then, bam, I've got two months of PlayStation Plus Premium. I I just, I don't know. It would be an interesting way for them to be like, we're not doing day and date first party exclusives. But being that this is a remake, we're just going to chuck it up there just to coax people in early into the life cycle. I can see all that. Some part of me, I I think this is an $89 release. It's like not, Mm. what is that? That's like $60 for the... Americans? No, that's not. No, no, that's like $50 for them. Okay, yeah. Like just that, the $60 that, game was 110 bucks. Yeah, that like just below premium tier. I think that's where they put this. Look, that's fair. It's, it's very possible. It's the biggest game they've ever made, essentially, other than God of War. And I can see them milk doing the old, uh, what I like to call the Nintendo, and just putting it up at that price and being like, if you want it, that's where it is. Yeah, you can have it. So you saw that Nintendo release Switch. Twitch Sports? Switch sports. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. Like Wii Sports, but for Switch. So you get bowling and tennis and shit again. Yeah, right. And it's just the same thing? Or? It's 60 bucks. <laughs> I just don't know about that fucking Nintendo. It's 60 bucks. And look, I, I played it and it's actually very fun. The volleyball specifically is molto bene. But it's like $60 for a game that doesn't have any like tournament modes. It doesn't have any sort of modes. It's just like get in, play one player, play two player. It is what it is, you know? And I'm like, man, I can't believe you charge that much for it. But Nintendo just goes, hey, people loved it. If you want it, this is what it is. And I could, I could imagine Sony being like, don't buy it if you don't want it. And this is what it is. God, I wanted Mario Tennis to be better. But apparently just yeah. released so poorly. And they've never added more to it. And it's still like full price. <laughs> it's fucked. I just think the, uh, the problem I had with Mario Tennis is the gimmicky levels. Where it was like, you've got to like avoid things. And I don't know. I just wanted a regular tennis game. I just wanted to play Wii, Sport, Wii Tennis again. So I'm glad that Switch Tennis is in existence now. But Who need knows? Gavinder, I think I need you to get me the fuck out of here. You are, as correct, uh, as predicted, my brain is melting. And I need, I need some sleepy time. It's actually so funny to watch this happen every single week. Like, you literally kind of zone out and you just stop paying any attention to what's I happening. Glaze <laughs> I glaze over. I think And it's really over. funny and I don't know ha- what you can do. The only thing I can imagine is you need to have, like, a Red Bull, but you can't start drinking it until, like, halfway through the episode. I'm so cut. I actually bought a cold-pressed coffee and I forgot about it. It's sitting in the fridge. You're, again, dude, that memory, it concerns me. I'm worried about you. Take care of it. This has been episode 51 of Long Live Play. Apparently, it's episode 52 next week, which would imply that that's our one-year 
anniversary, uh, and uh, apparently we have something special in mind for you. And it, but just don't get your hopes up because it's not going to be that special. <laughs> I love the fucking shittiness of this podcast, which is already trying to soften the blow. Be like, well, don't get too excited. It's gonna uh, be underwhelming. If you know, if you've known us for more than this podcast, it'll be a little bit special, a little bit. Because right. we've done other podcasts before, but that's all I'm going to say. There might be another. There might be some news dropping. That'll be pretty fun for everyone. Predominantly not the people listening, just the people making it. But that's us. That's me and you, Kale. And that's one of us specifically. But that's, we'll, we'll find out more. Stay tuned. <laughs> so what you're saying is get fucking hyped, dudes. Get hyped. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And it's going to be a six-hour special. So we're, Kale's going to need a few readies on that one because after an hour here, he's gone, dude. I would legitimately need to like take breaks. We do that over the course of several days. <laughs> it's... I'll give you bathroom breaks, but that's it. And the podcast never stops recording. You must keep the AirPod in the whole time. The thing is, Govinda, the, the spirit is this willing. This has been episode 51 of Long Live Play. I've been me, Kale's been him. Stay tuned next week for the 52 episode one year special. It's going to be a fun time. There's lots of announcements, giveaways. <laughs> There's none of that. I'm joking. I'm so sorry. Don't, don't get your hopes up. That's it. Follow us on stuff. We really peter out at this point, don't we? We've been recorded for a long time. It's not Jesus. just me. Goodbye. No, it is kind of just you. Goodbye.